Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Here's your host, Michael Ball. Psych. Michael Ball, I think, is on an airplane to Miami, Florida, somewhere around there. It's Barney Shinkaruk or Barry or Bearcat. You hear me once in a while on here coming at you from the Monday Nooner podcast. We talk senior hockey, but now I'm in the big chair hosting the Sports Cage on the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. A lot to get to today. I'm going to try and keep it really local. But first off, we got Blaine Weiland running the board here. Blaine's got things under control over there. And I'm going to introduce you to someone back in the sports cage. It's been years since he's been on. And it reminds me a lot of when Wendell Clark played for the Leafs. And then he went to Quebec and then the Islanders. And then he came back to Toronto. And it was like a big deal. Everybody, welcome back. Sharky. Back thank, into the sports cage. Thank you very much. And uh, not a big Leafs fan, although I do enjoy Wendell. I've met him. Uh, great guy. Not a big Leafs fan, but appreciate the intro. Sharky, you're a beauty. We're going to have lots of fun here. All right. we Like I said, we're, we're pressed for time here. So we're going to get going on what you need to know today on the sports cage. All right. There's a lot of talk about Mark Mueller. Sports cage shareholders. Here we go. This is what you need to know. Mark Mueller becoming the OC of the Riders. Not confirmed yet. We're going to talk to Glenn Suter later today. I really want to know, like, what's the holdup here? Why can't we just announce this thing? Um, Christine St. Clair, we talked about it a lot today, playing her final game for Team Canada tonight in Vancouver against Australia. I think they call that a friendly, if I'm not mistaken. On the local front... We're going to get to this right away. Head coach of the Regina Pat Canadians, Ryan Hodgins, is going to join us because Regina and area, there's something crazy going on. There's a 13-year-old kid playing for the U18 Pat Canadians, his second game tonight. 13 years old. Shark, you've never seen this. No, no I've never seen the kid either. I, I couldn't pick him out of a room of two. No. <clears throat> it, I... I would encourage you to go watch tonight. But we're going to get to, to this as the show progresses. Maddox Schultz playing for the Pat Canadians again today. Uh, also coming up, we're going to talk some U18 AAA female hockey. The Regina Rebels dumped Notre Dame last night. They're back in action Friday to Swift. We're going to talk about a couple of key performers last night for them. Uh, Regina goalie, UN Hue. He's named to the Swiss team for the World Juniors. Blaine caught up to him earlier today. Yorkton at Humboldt and the SJHL tonight if you're in that area. Red Deer, Brandon in the dub. Uh, senior hockey-wise, Bethune-Grenfell. little postponement. So if you're getting geared up to go to that in Grenfell tonight, Chikai Chikai, maybe uh, go take in the Pat Canadians game because that game is cancelled. NHL, there's eight tonight. We're going to get into some lines, some gambling, and just a whole lot of uh, just fun stuff here with the big shark man and Blaine <laughs> in the studio. All right. 
So right now, we are going to get it going. Like I said, four Saskatchewan lotteries bringing communities together and with products for 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. Sask Lotteries, we love everything you do. Right now, I caught up with them earlier today. Joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline, Western Pizza, everything that they can do goodness. You know what? You know what's a really good thing right now about Western Pizza? Those gift exchanges. Just oh, really? Gift tw- cards? Just twenty-five dollar gift card. To nice West- to Western Pizza. Why wouldn't a guy? Because you're going to use it. You're g- everyone's going to use Probably it. Probably that night. Right on. There you go. Western Pizza Hotline. Here we go. I catch up with the head coach of the Regina Pat Canadians, Ryan Hodgins, talking about this 13-year-old phenom in Regina. Yeah, like I said, head coach of the Regina Pat Canadians, Ryan Hodgins, joining me on the sports cage. And and Hodgie, I think this deserves so much hype that again tonight, you guys are taking on Warman and 13-year-old Maddox Schultz is suiting up. Yeah, I mean it. it uh, it's uh, it's a unique situation for sure, and it's a it's a situation that's uh, well deserved for Maddox. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely. Uh, I, I agree. It does deserve a little bit of hype. So he plays Saturday afternoon. I got to watch half of that game, and it, it was just kind of by happenstance that I was at the rink, and everyone's like, "Well, Maddox Schultz is playing." So then you go out and you watch this number fifty-five in the white jersey. He does not look out of place at all as a first-year Bantam 13-year-old. No, I mean, yeah, I, it doesn't really surprise me either. I mean, he's been, uh, we've been lucky enough that he's been, he's been practicing with us uh, from the start of the year. So I've been able to, you know, I've been watching it firsthand. And I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a gifted young man that, uh, that has all the tools to play in this league. And, and uh, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really uh, shocked that he didn't, look out of place and uh yeah i mean he fit right in so so how did you because i noticed he was playing with casey brown who's who's a veteran on the team uh, i think he wears a c solid solid hockey player like how did you um ease him in was that always the game plan has he been practicing with that line or you know how how did that go about on saturday no on saturday it kind of came down to with Malik's playing it's uh it's one of those things uh with uh we have some injuries now and, and with the injuries like i always say with injuries they're one of, you know, the crappy part of sports sometimes injuries, but also you know creates opportunities for others. And and this is kind of the situation with the timing of Max getting the approval. We have some guys that are banged up and down. So um, with playing with Casey, I mean, I I think there's two things. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a third year player, um, big strong kid, but at the same time they they fit together too as well, right? I mean, I thought what was best for our club uh, was how it's going to go and with Casey speed and and how he plays. I thought they, you know, they match well together as well with uh, with speed and, and how they play. Yeah. But uh, with Casey being our leader and so forth, yeah, absolutely. That was nice, too, to have Casey on the ice with him, and and, uh, and he's a great leader. So, I mean, yeah, it was a good fit. And it seemed like you could play him, you know, in a lot of different situations. And I was talking to a, another dad, you know, having a pint up top there, and I said, well, the, the way this plays out, like, he's going to score. He's going to score today. His first game, from my records and from talking to some of the guys at Hockey Saskatchewan, the youngest player ever to play in the U18 AAA or midget AAA from back in the day league. And, of course, he scores. So Berkeley Catton scored 
uh, as a first-year Bantam playing for the Contacts in that shortened COVID season. But Maddox's birthday is pretty late. So I'm thinking he is the youngest to ever score in the league. It, you can answer this honestly. Were, were you surprised that he that he potted one? Just how things worked out? I, I was not surprised at all. I um, I mean, I was obviously happy for him, and uh, but no, I wasn't surprised that he scored. I mean, he was in uh, he's he's in the lineup. Like I mean, he's obviously gifted, special. He's in the lineup for uh, you know a reason. Mm-hmm. Like he, we have other ATs, and I mean, he he's a. Uh, I wasn't surprised. No, I was happy for him, but I mean, he, he's a he's a gifted gifted young man, and and uh, yeah, when he scored, I wasn't surprised. I was happy for him. Though. So, how does it work, Haji? Um, you know, how many games can Maddox play? And then going into this, like obviously, a lot of people know was his mom and dad and his dad Dave Schultz, and they coach power skating and figure skating. His edge work is unbelievable. You just have to watch him play. You see it. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Like, how many games can he play? You guys had to get exceptional status through Hockey Saskatchewan too to to start things off. Yeah. So how how it started was we uh, we that for Maddox to practice with us this year, uh, we needed approval from. Uh, from Hockey Regina and Hockey Sask, and uh, which they both approved of. So then, he, so he was he's been practicing with us right from the start. Um, and then the next the next step was um, to get him to be able to AP. We needed approval from Hockey Sask, and uh, and that was a process that uh, that was you know put in place. And then with Hockey Sask, they have to make you know the, the decision on uh, on whether Maddox could AP or not. And, and obviously, they take that you know very seriously and go through what's best for Maddox and uh, ultimately they decided you know to give him uh, status to play um, as an underager um, with that he can play the five he has five games so the U15 APs that uh, we have and other teams have we can have four four U15 players AP and they can play a max of five games and then once their club team is is done for the year they could join you know the U18 team full time. So with Maddox being on the Blues, if they were when their season is done, which I don't think will be ending very quickly, they got a very strong team. So the Blues will have a, a good run. But that's uh yeah. So what they any uh, AP can play the five games, and then they can play after their club team is is finished for the year. Yeah, I know the Blues. I think I isn't Montaigne the the lead goalie there. Yeah, yeah, they got Montaigne. And Sirkan, Sirkan plays with uh, with Schultz. They're just amazing as, as bantam hockey players. Um, so, and and then maybe the last thing on on Maddox here. So his his parents were all in. Like you, I'm sure you you call and say, hey, we're putting him in the lineup. They're all in. He's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, for I can't really speak on behalf of the Schultz family, but I mean, they're they're a super supportive family and 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 a, and a great family and good people. So I mean, uh, yeah, they're. You know they're they're supportive and they're really supportive of Maddox and and again right now with it I mean with most it's just what's best for his you know hockey development so I mean yeah so I mean mm-hmm. yeah they're super supportive so uh, and as far as the team go you know tough spot you guys from how I understand it just missed going to the Max or the or the Circle T uh, Circle K tournament as it's called now in Calgary so you guys just missed that to get a berth in there. Yeah, we just we came up short. Uh, we uh, we we uh, lost some games at, at a timely at a timely part, and uh, lost two games that uh, I think they got away from us. That uh, um, that definitely cost us at the time. Um, at the same time, yeah, I mean, it just shows though if you don't come ready to play, you know, I mean, those are just a couple of games that got away, and and uh, 
yes, we came up short by a point or two. Yeah, you you have a pretty you have a pretty young squad this year, don't you, Haji? There, like quite a few rookies. Yeah, well, I don't. Know, we got quite a few first year guys in the league. Um, we got a, we got a kind of a good mix. So we got a I don't know the exact numbers, but we got a, you know a few third year guys, and we got like you know a few second years. And I think we have four first year players. So I mean, we got a couple of guys that are in the second year of midget eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, playing you know but for age wise i'd say we're kind of right in the middle but uh yeah we got a few quite a few guys first time in the league and uh that's a solid group good mix of good mix of age big big question i was actually hoping to ask you this uh next time i ran into you but in all seriousness how has it been for you as a first year coach huge job you know taking on this this franchise and you know the patsies have been awesome for years how has it been for you in the transition to this league well it's it's, uh it's a big it's a a lot of learning right it's all a learning curve and there's uh, it, it's, as everybody knows, it's a great league, and it's, it's been an honor to be a part of it. And I'm very fortunate. I got uh, surrounding staff that's that's very strong, and, uh, and from the, the manager to the governor to the assistant coaches, and, and uh, I mean, a strong group. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's a it's a it's a great league, and and there's a lot there's a lot to learn yet. But uh, no, that's really been great, and I've been fortunate too. I mean, I got great group of kids to work with and, and so forth so uh my my surrounding people uh sure make it make it easier so but yeah no it's been it's been a lot of fun though i'm enjoying it yeah right okay so here's one maybe off the cuff um you and i played a lot growing up against each other you were in uh, battleford i was in saskatoon and i, I remember your dad right he, he seemed to coach everything that you were involved in hockey yeah. football everything what what maybe when you got this position you know do you look back on something that that your father taught you you know not as you know sat down with you and taught you but just something that took you back to be like you know i remember dad was kind of like this or dad did this well you know it's funny i the, it's kind of scary when i look back how long the how long i have been coaching it just ages me but uh it's actually scary like all, a lot of the stuff that i do now i kind of i sit and i think i go oh my god i'm, I'm doing what my dad did or i'm acting like my dad did uh, which is a good thing for the most part, but uh, but yeah, I just mean just in general. I mean, he just always he just had a love for sport, and, and I think that's kind of where I got it from. And, and I guess I'd be kind of it's kind of yeah, it's just kind of crazy how long the guy's been coaching. It kind of ages myself, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I do definitely look up to him. That's and, and I look at kind of if I'm put in situations, I definitely think on what what he would be doing or how he would handle it. And, and he does. He still feels a lot of phone calls from me. He does. A, he, was, he helps me out still. So. I was just gonna ask. When's the last time you called Don and then and got some advice on something, or vice versa? Daily, daily. <laughs> I talk to him daily, and uh, and there's not very many days I don't ask him on advice on on coaching or situations or or anything like that. So I mean, yeah, he's been a big piece, obviously, through it all, and and still is. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's that's so cool. Okay, well tonight, you know, big game. Uh, I'm I'm going to be there watching. Hey, Haji, I know you're a busy guy uh, teaching at at Martin, and I appreciate you taking some time here on the sports cage and uh, fill us, filling us in on uh, Maddox and the Patsies. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, head coach of the Patsies, Ryan Hodges, joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to unpack that. We're going to talk to Sharky. Blaine's going to chime in. You're listening to the Sports Cage on the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. All right, we're back in the Sports Cage for Sask Lotteries, bringing communities together. Sask Lottery products fund over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. All right, fellas. So... 13-year-old Maddox Schultz, first off to you, Sharky, you've been around a ton of hockey in your day. And full disclosure, when I brought this up to you this morning, you weren't really sure on what was going on here. No, not a clue. Not a, uh, uh, first off, very flattered to hear that Regina's got some kid like that, that somebody's been brought up in the system. Uh, hockey Regina should be proud of the fact that somebody's come up like that. But um, a little surprised that a 13-year-old's made that jump because you don't hear this kind of conversation very often in this part of the woods. Uh, so after we talked this morning, first thing, I had to make some phone calls, do some research to find out what the true goods were on Mr. Schultz. And he's the real deal. Uh, it's going to be exciting to watch him play. He did not look out of place in the game on Saturday against the Minto, scored a goal, but looked like he had been there before. And when you think about it, when you're talking about a four or five year age gap, uh, that's a big nut at that age. It, it, it's absolutely mind boggling. My, my boy's 12. Right, so Maddox is a year older. He was out there, and like I said, I watched half the game, laying the body and big hits, and his shot is so good. And his dad and mom, power skating, figure skating instructors, right? So his edge work and how he skates, second to none. Well, that was the comment I got back, is everybody was talking about how physical he was in the play, and the reason he's so physical is he players aren't reacting to his speed. He gets there before the guy with the puck knows he's going to be there. So he's laying the body on because the guy thinks he's still got another step or two to make a play, whereas Maddox is right on top of him, and that comes from that skating training. So parents, get your kid in more power skating lessons. 8 o'clock, puck drop at the cooperators tonight, Blaine. I'm going to throw it over to you. What did you know about this kid? You said you saw some videos this week. Pretty crazy to think the age gap here. Yeah, I think, uh, I believe it would have been Sunday morning. I took a look on my Twitter Twitter slash X feed, and uh, it showed the highlight of uh, Schultz's goal. Uh, Pretty obviously goes impressive. Like, what can you say? What more can you say? Like, a 13-year-old playing the AAA midget already. Like, and... It was all in the tweet as well. It's like, it looks like Regina's got the next one already. Wow. So, Sharky, the one thing that we talked about uh, during the break here is we're trying to figure out Bedard, right? He's going to be compared to Bedard and Berkeley Catton quite a bit. Catton playing in Spokane now. But we figured Bedard played U18 prep at 14. At 14. Because after the 14-year-old year was when COVID hit, he went to Sweden for the start till the Western Hockey League came up with that abbreviated system in Regina where they all played here. So that's when Bedard came back as a 15-year-old and played in Regina. I I mean, this this young man's choices are going to be his alone and his parents' choices. He doesn't necessarily automatically go to a prep school or any other place in Canada. He might stay and play for the Pac Canadians and enjoy that experience. But he's going to have some choices in front of him and some opportunities other kids maybe don't get. If you want, If you want to call in... Chime in, text line. Okay, hey, I'm the e-bug here. What is it? Is it uh, what's the number, Blaine? <laughs> 936-6262. If you've seen this kid play, or if, if you want to maybe go back to someone that you you know witnessed at, at a young age. I, like I'm going back here, and I think Haji and I talked a, a little bit off camera. Like Jeff Friesen yeah. at... 
you know, he played for Meadow Lake, right? So um, I would play him every second year. And Adam and Pee Wee, especially Pee Wee, it was just, okay, this kid's different. Wade Redden, another one that was different. I think down here, like Peter Schaefer. Bla- and I'm going to throw another name out there to date myself even more. Blaine Crest, who was growing mm-hmm. up in that Estevan area. I mean, Blaine was, he was the next Gretzky at 12, right? Um, no offense to Blaine, it didn't work out that way. But uh, yeah, he was at the, he was that kind of kid at that young age, right? Even Sillinger, to some extent, was talked about in those glorious terms when he was 14, 13, 14 years old. So, and, and like tonight's game... They're playing Warman, who kind of think Warman's the team that nipped them to get into the yep. to the Max or the Circle K, as they call it now. So it's it's a good hockey game, and there's not a lot going on. We're gonna get some NHL games. You got the the soccer if you want to watch that, but to go in and watch a 13 year old play, like I said, eight o'clock at the Cooperator Center. Do yourself a favor. It's not bad weather-wise out. Easy to get there. And you know what? We're going to get out after the break here. We're going to get to some breaking news in Regina. I, I don't we're holding remember. off. Holding I, off on the breaking news. I don't remember the last time we had such breaking news in this city. But if you are a parent or you play hockey at the Cooperator Center, um, we we have some some big news for you coming up after the break. You're listening to the Sports Cage on the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. I'm Blaine Wildland inside the Sports Cage studios with your sports ticker. Earlier today, Regina Pats goaltender Ewan Huey was named to Switzerland's preliminary roster for the World Junior Championships. It's going to be held in Sweden during this holiday season. Huey will head off to Germany next week as Switzerland will play Germany in a pair of exhibition games leading up to the tournament. Canada announced their World Junior Selection Camp roster today. Only one returning from last year's team, Owen Beck. Tonight in the NHL, some history. As For the ninth time in NHL history, three brothers will play in the same game as Luke and Jack of the New Jersey Devils will take on Quinn as the Hughes family feud will take center stage with Vancouver squaring off with New Jersey. Elsewhere, Ottawa hosts the Rangers and Calgary will take on Minnesota. Speaking of the Flames, they'll be without goaltender Jacob Markstrom, who's out with a broken finger. He's out week to week as the Flames called up Dustin Wolf from the Wranglers. The NHL draft will take place next year at the Sphere in Las Vegas on June 28th and 29th. Of course, Regina Pat's Tanner Howard is expected to be one of those players selected at the draft. Football news in the CFL. Hamilton announced some restructuring to their football operations. Orlando Steinhauer is moving up to president. Ed Hervey will become the team's new general manager and new head coach will be announced this week. Of course, speculation. It's going to be Scott Milanovic from the Ticats. Our own Michael Ball's busy. During the air, his travels at the airport, he reported he ran into former Rough Rider defensive coordinator Jason Shivers, who was off to Toronto for an interview for the defensive coordinator that was vacated, of course, by Corey Mace, taking the Rough Riders head coaching position. And Christine Sinclair will play her final game for Team Canada in a friendly against Australia tonight. Over 45,000 fans are expected to be in BC Place. Of course, Sinclair, probably the greatest soccer player in Canadian history, including with an Olympic gold medal, a world record 190 goals, Order of Canada, Walk of Fame, and she's been named Canada Player of the Year 14 times. And that's a look at your sports. Our house is your house. Welcome inside the sports cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio 620 CKRM. For Cougars in the Cage, a weekly look at the sporting scene of the University of Regina. 
All right, welcome back to the Sports Cage for Sask Lotteries on this Tuesday. Sharky with me, Blaine with me, I'm Barney Shinkaruk. Uh Cougars in the Cage, Sharky, brought to you by our friends at Freeze Tallman, trusted building material supplier for every type of project. It's nice out right now. A lot of people should still be getting their uh, work done outside. There's lots of work you can do. You can do anything you want right now. You could, you could do roofing if you wanted to right now. Get and, some stuff. And I know that the boys at uh, and girls at Freeze Tallman, Ray Lynn, and they've been traveling around to these shows a yep. lot lately. I think the Strickers headed over to Germany. They did. Germany. They had a buy group meeting over in uh, Germany and Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. And it just happened to be around Oktoberfest. Like, it did. Hey, yeah. well, why wouldn't a guy take in a little Oktoberfest? But no, Freeze Tallman, big uh, supporters of everything local when it comes to sports. And they are our sponsor of Cougars in the Cage. All right. Our guest, Cougar in the Cage, it is head coach of the men's ice hockey team. Todd, yeah, I said ice hockey because I just love pissing people off that way. <laughs> Todd Johnson uh, joining us. Todd, you know Sharky as well. Thanks so much uh, for coming in the sports cage today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, team is off for break right now, sitting four wins, 12 losses, one OT loss, and one shootout loss, the way I see it. Um, quick assessment of the season so far from you. A little bit disappointed. I think uh, we had a little bit higher hopes coming in. We had a pretty good preseason. Um, we uh, obviously you never expect to have the record that we have. I thought we we've actually played some very uh, very good hockey games and um, probably could have one or two more wins or maybe even more than that. It's just uh, unfortunate we we haven't had the record that we would like, but. Um, you know what? We're we're still uh, we're still not out of the playoffs. We still have an opportunity or second half, and you know we got a month to get some guys healthy. We're pretty banged up at the moment. Uh, we have a couple guys that uh, will need a month and maybe a bit more. So hopefully we can uh, get them back and and make a strong push like we normally do in the month of January. Johnny, I got two questions for you, and I mean I've watched you play this year, obviously. And uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the program and the team. I, I would say if you could nail it down to one thing, you're having trouble scoring goals because you're losing a lot of 3-2, 3-1, 4-2 games where you're right in it, just can't get that extra goal. Hey, you know, it's true. And, and when you looked at uh, you know what we kind of brought in, we have nine new players this year, but a lot of those are on the back end. And um, that was an area that we thought we would uh, – you know, maybe produce a bit more than, than we are. I think it's been a bit frustrating. Our power play, um, you know, sitting on the bottom right now, where last year we were right near the top. Uh, I know we lost some pretty important power play figures, uh, uh, you know, to graduation. Um, but, yeah, you know what? It, it, it is frustrating in the sense that that is an area that I didn't think that we would have a, a real issue. We have a few guys that, you know, put up some pretty good points for us last year that, you know, are, are struggling a little bit and, uh, like I said, we're going to use this month, uh, you know, to try to get some of that offensive, uh, uh, their offensive, uh, I guess, confidence back up, so we we can get ready to go again in January. So, when you when I talk about losing those tight games, though, the the other note you got to make to that is your goaltending has been incredibly strong, and they've uh, they've they've given you a chance almost every night to be in every game. Uh, talk about Evanoff and the team back there. Yeah, you know what? Our goaltending's been strong. Uh, we're very fortunate. We have all all three. I mean, you go know, Evanoff's played very well this year. Curtis Meager's played well. And, um, you know, transfer Ethan Anders has come in, and he's played a couple games for us as well, and he's played well. 
So it's definitely not our goaltending. Our goaltending, uh, like you said, has given us an opportunity every night to win. Uh, we feel confident no matter who's in net. Um, Evanoff's uh, kind of been the one running with it a bit more than the others. And um, he's just, you know what, he wants to win so bad. And um, all three of them work extremely hard. And, you know, I, we're fortunate to have three guys that can play on any night. Hey, Todd, uh, you know, Calgary leading the league, UBC, Alberta, Mount Royal right behind. Um, where are things landing with the league? Like, is it going as you thought or any surprises as far as the league goes? You know, at Calgary, uh, they were the number one team last year. Um, BC was uh, third. Uh, we ended up playing them in playoffs. I guess Alberta a little bit. Alberta's had a, a bit of a turnover this year. Um, usually they're right at the top. Um, you know, uh, we played them hard. We played U of S hard. Uh, even Calgary here at home, we played them hard. Uh, Mount Royal, we lost in overtime. Um, so we've had some really good games against the top four. Um, um, I think, like Sharky said, we're not getting some. We need to get a bit more offense in order to compete with the big dogs. And um, I think Calgary's—they uh, just play such a simple game. They're a big team um, that they're just—you uh, know—they're calm, they're cool, uh, they're kind of the leaders right now. All right, so th- this one's this one's going to come from left field here because I didn't tee this one up with you. But your son. Eli plays with the Regina Pat Canadians and you were on the road so you didn't see it Saturday 13 year old Maddox Schultz playing scores a goal playing again tonight as a as a hockey guy and a guy that's been around what's your assessment of 13 year old Maddox Schultz uh, you know what I've had for uh, I'm really good I'm very fortunate to have uh, well obviously watched him growing up I've worked with him uh, in the summer uh, at times uh, he is a special individual. Um, you know what? We were fortunate to have a Connor Bedard here last year. Um, I, I see Maddox following in those footsteps. He he is an extremely motivated young man. He is uh, beyond his years in hockey IQ. He is physically, uh, for his age, extremely strong. Um, he skates really well. Um, he's going to be one to watch. I would assume if he keeps going on this, half he will he will have that exceptional status and be playing in the western hockey league at a young age um he is just a you know what he is a he goes to school with my daughter they're in the class together he is uh he's first class right on well, that hey that's a, a nice you know look that no one else really has okay so january 7th when you guys come back from break uh one more thing i want to throw to you there's a, a big game against the huskies here in regina yeah, U Prairie Challenge. It's our uh, our finale. Uh, we play against uh, U of S here. It's on a Sunday night, so we've moved it to a Sunday night to play in the Brand Center. Um, you know what? They've done this in other centers between rivalries. They do it in Calgary. They do it in Edmonton. Uh, we're trying to follow suit. We're going to try to fill the Brand Center. Um, we're going to try to beat the Huskies, obviously, but... Uh, um, again, it, it's uh, it's great for the game. The more people we can get out, the more exposure we can get to university hockey, uh, you know, to our program, to what we bring every weekend. I think people are be pleasantly surprised if they haven't seen it, and, and everyone that has seen it, I hope they come out as well. Um, it's going to be a great game, and uh, it, it's the finale of the U Prairie Challenge, so, um, you know, it's going to be exciting. Right on. Well, we'll be covering it here. We'll give it uh, its due. And uh, anything you need, uh, let us know on that. Todd, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Hey, thank you. 
Todd Johnson, head coach of the Cougars men's hockey team, Cougars in the Cage, brought to you again by our friends at Freeze Tallman Lumber, Regina and Fort Capel. Can't forget about the boys and girls in Fort Capel. All right, Sports Cage for Sasquatch. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more chat about this Maddox Schultz situation. we got some texts coming in. Again, text lines open or call. 546-6262. This is the Sports Cage on the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Kings of Saskatchewan Sports Talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Welcome back inside the Sports Cage on Tuesdays, brought to you by Saskatchewan Lotteries and everything they do across the province, sport, culture, and recreation groups. So, yeah, Todd Johnson, right? So his his boy is a first-year yep. defenseman. That was that was kind of neat how he spent a lot of time with Maddox and has, has seen him progress. Well, you know, Todd's run lots of camps and lots of schools and helped out with uh, various groups over the summer, so he would have seen this young man come up. And like he says, he's going to school with his daughter, so he's not only seeing him in the sport environment, he's seeing him outside of the environment and how he's interacting with children and others at, at his age in school. So he gets a chance to really learn about the young guy and uh, sounds like he's incredibly impressed with young Maddox. Yeah, and, you know, I guess... The Connor Bedard thing, it's, it's already starting. But stop it. Stop it. Give the, give the kid a break. Stop it. Don't do that to him. That, I think that's unfair that we're all going to suddenly compare him to Connor Bedard. He's 13 years old. The thing about Maddox that, that I see, and this is just my eyeball test, is he is <laughs> he's physical. So my first... First time I ever watched him play was last year in the Bantam tournament, huge Bantam tournament in November. He was a second year peewee or for everyone that's sorry, it's U13. I don't even know what that means. I just yeah. know the peewee. So says, let's, let's go peewee. Anyone out there <laughs> named peewee, if you're offended, I'm sorry. Uh, so U13 and I'm like, well, I got to watch this, you know, Romans first year U13. Let's see what this is all about. Well, he folds this kid up, this big kid. I think they're playing a team from up north. Like, hits him so hard. And I'm like, this is, he's brand new to body contact. And then, so I watched that last year. Didn't really watch him play again until this year at the Bantam tournament. And the Blues have a good team. So, Montaigne is is on the bench coaching. Um, Sirkin, what's the first, uh, I can't remember his f- the first name of the kid. He is unbelievable. He plays with Maddox on the line. And there was one point they were playing, I forget who they were playing, and Maddox started back-checking, and because he's so good on his edges, he went from forward to backwards and basically caught this kid skating backwards. I believe it. Like, it, it was like, what is going on here? Well, you know, they always say the sign of a great defenseman is he can skate faster backwards than he can forward, right? Or he's more agile and has better edges backwards than forwards. This kid's incredibly lucky in the way that he's got to grow up with parents who teach edges, right? Oh. Imagine if they were math whizzes, he'd be he'd be the Sheldon of the world and uh, teaching physics to all of us at 13. Instead, he's got great skating skills because yeah. his parents taught him that. I know I wanted to go a different a different direction with kind of a question of the day here and get people to call in, but if you're out there, I'm getting texts on my phone. 546-6262. 
call in or shoot a text like somebody any sport maybe a phenom that you've watched or you watched ba- back in the day like sharky threw out crests i think yeah right, right. crest yeah huge Fred bobbick let's see let's go back even further right another another hockey kid so like when i look um you know my my kids age there's uh june lee he's actually plays hockey with roman right now june lee plays at the royal regina golf course so he is 11 years old and i think he's sporting a two handicap like or, plus two not minus like he's minus two no he's he's plus two still i okay. think but still at 11 and and he's going up and playing like i think he plays with eli johnson and the other guys at the royal like the casey browns and and, and there's some really good golfers out there like this kid and i think it's his sister that are they're golf phenoms I've heard about them. Yes. Yeah, and and then you know I'm looking at I'm looking at baseball too. Like so many um, kids, and and it, it's unfortunate that they make kids pick sports now so young. Like it's like you can't play football, hockey because they they collide. You can't play uh, hockey, baseball because it seems like there's or basketball. It seems like everything's colliding now. But Jackson Weir. He's another kid. He's he was on the um you know the little league team that surprised everyone and made it to Williamsport. Well, Jackson lives around the corner. He's he's been friends with Roman forever. He's now like 58 and and he's growing and all he does is play baseball. And but yet they hockey's done and he plays baseball and travels around and Now, I would say this instead. He's playing baseball. He could play hockey just not at the level that would be elite. He can go down and play at the younger le- at the other levels, right? But to play both at that elite level, just it's your time commitment. It's not that you can't, but there's just not enough hours in a day for you to do all those things. And the training that goes into to everything nowadays. And I think, you know, sitting with uh, a U, U11 female hockey player that plays soccer and a a U13, you know, hockey player, he he's legit on the ice every other day. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, oh, he wants to play basketball. I wanted to play, you know, volleyball for the school team. And I'm like, go and do it. Like, if you have to miss the odd hockey practice, who cares? Or the odd basketball practice. Or the odd yeah. b- basketball practice. Um, and, and my wife, you know, being an educator, it, it, everything in our house is so put on that you need to play school sports. You need to <laughs> participate in, like last year, Roman was in band. And it was amazing because I wish I could have done that as a kid. Or, you know, there's kid to go into drama or whatever. Um, because I, I think if you just get kind of pigeonholed into one, and like you look back and when you're a kid and it's like, well, no, that... You know, maybe that wasn't great the whole time, but for those two years, that was a lot of fun. Like Ukrainian dancing for me. Well, I'd love to see Ukrainian dance again, Barney. Well, let's clear that up. And we are in the bubble. We could do this right here in the window. Have you uh, do a little strut? Um, but you know what? Again, I go back to those opportunities are available, school and otherwise, to do those things. You just have to manage that time. If you run out of time to do them based on you're only at the elite level of all those things, yeah, there's something's got to give, right? And maybe it's your education that you choose to give, which I don't recommend. But something has to give for you to compete at those levels. You know, and we're we talked. About about this as well this is kind of just a little throwback for people out here that that might remember it we we talked 
college, uh, you know, hockey, Canadian college hockey, and that big game coming up January 7th, where they hope they can pack the Brandt Center for the yep. uh, Cougars versus the Huskies. Now, you and I remember the little gem back in Saskatoon in the 90s. Chill out. Yes. Like that was, it was four teams? Yep. You went there, and I, I think you only played two games, though. Like, I don't think you played I don't think you played everybody. I think you just played two games. There was some... It was a weird format, but it was always... It started on Boxing Day. Yeah. And Sask Place, which is now Tell Center, I think. Like, it was fairly new, too. It so was, yeah. It was clean. That place... <laughs> That place was abbed. The the beer lines were clean yeah. back then for sure. Because now, yeah, you didn't. Well, actually, they didn't even sell beer in the rink back then. Yeah, yeah. Now you get into a couple of those concessions, and it's like, why do I have such a headache? I had three o sixteen. It's like because those lines haven't been cleaned since Ever. since Kiss's first reunion or farewell tour. Um, no, but chill out. Like that was such a great. And if people don't remember what it was, it was the Huskies. And then it was usually the Cougars, a, yeah, a Cougars. And then it was a team from down east, uh, a hot like a you know McGill or somewhere I think out. We east. played Queens one time, yeah, yeah. They'd bring in one, and then you they try to get in an American, yep. t- American NCAA team. So I remember, uh, fair. I remember Ferris State for sure one year, and it was like this little Christmas tournament. Um, people, you know, really embraced it. The students, you know, were starting to come back, or some of them made it back. Yeah, and it was it was a big event. It's it's too bad that something like that doesn't happen because, like Todd said, give it a chance because that along with the AAA U eighteen game that's going to go on tonight, it's a hidden gem that um, CIS hockey. Oh, if you haven't been to one, first off, because you think something else is better, let me tell you that they only play twice a week, so there's a big. They're, they're rested up. They're ready to go Friday night. The other thing is, they're young men. They're not 16 and 17 years old. They're 21 to 25 years old. So there's a big difference in their skill, their strength, their speed that you watch play. And um, if, you, if you're a true hockey fan and you like the game fast and with lots of physical play without the fighting because they don't fight in university hockey or they're not supposed to because you get suspended for such a time, it's worth going to. It's definitely worth your money. It's extremely fast, and the hits are legit. Okay, so sorry, everyone out there that's listening. It's good people are listening. I'm getting a lot of text messages here. (laughs) Chase Sirkan is the kid's name that plays on Maddox's line with the uh, the Blues, the Bantam, Bantam Blues team, and he is legit. He lives... Around the corner for me. <laughs> it's quite kid, a neighborhood you're in. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, no, too bad it wasn't zones like the old days, right? No, that's a citywide. Yeah, yeah it'd be it'd be beautiful this year, that's for sure. Um, no, but Sirkin's uh, two years older than Rose, but this kid shoots pucks like all the time, and you can tell when you watch him play. So he'll be playing WHL if that's the road he wants to go. But before we go to break here, we kind of tease this, and sorry, I'm again. This is like my first uh, first day back here. Big, huge news huge in news. Regina. If you, even if you're not from Regina, you drive in, you go to the Cooperator Center with your kids, or you go watch your grandkids play or relatives, whatever. The Cooperator Center is opening up the back door for people to park and enter the facility. Very common sense here. They're opening it up again December 15th. So, because they can't find the key, <laughs> why it's it's a real noodle scratcher as to why they lock the place. So, we had Tim Reed on, on the Monday Nooner, 
And Tim gave us, you know, 40 minutes, very political answers, but it was all right. And Tim said, I'm going to tell you guys right now, post aggribition, we're opening up the back door. People can park in the back again. And we were like, wow, that's a, that's an exclusive right there. But then aggribition's over. Door still doesn't work. Door still locked, <laughs> Timmy boy. What's going on here? But um, they just released it with Hockey Regina today. And it was a release. Um, let me just fig- figure this out here. Remains committed. Regina Exhibition Association remains committed to ensuring the safety and enjoyment of all of its sports and recreation facility users. With the volume of activities and the heightened demand for on-site parking, please be advised that Real is providing additional parking stalls behind the Cooperator Center in Lot M and direct access to the building from the do- new designated area. The attached map... Um, yeah, so there's a map there. The new back entry will be open for entrance and exit from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. daily. So huge news. So why is it suddenly new? Because it's been there since they built the place, what, 15 years ago? You, you, so the story that Tim said was some this is the world we're living in. <laughs> some people, probably one, complained about the dangers of the zamboni going around in the back there and i'm like like it is da- more dangerous crossing that street right there yeah, it's more it's more dangerous in that parking lot than it is the one zamboni yeah and so then you got when you have soccer on you have something at the queensberry um it, it is something at, at mosaic something at mosaic in the winter time because mosaic still has christmas parties and stuff in the agt exactly you have to park near the armory. That's what it's right. That's what it's called. There. Yes. Yeah. And if you're sitting at minus 25 with the wind chill, that walk feels like you're walking from here to Elvina. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Elvina. It's a long way. It's you got to go past smuts. It's a long way to get to Elvina. It is the, the, that wide open parking lot with forever is just huge to get through in the wintertime. So that's breaking news here on the sports kids. Well, it's not really breaking. If you hockey Regina, you got the email. So we're coming back. That's the first hour in the books. I don't see anyone coming here to uh, take me away. So we're going to be back. This is for Saskatchewan lotteries today. The voice of sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 620 CKRM is proud to be the official radio partner of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and your home for the hottest sports talk anywhere. This is the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. Yeah, sorry, Michael Ball is not. Blaine, where is is Michael traveling? Are they traveling on the Sports Cage trip right now? They are going to Florida, Miami. Yep, sunrise. as we speak, so they are traveling, and then you had a little uh, nugget there that he ran into someone in the airport. So he's he's always working, always, always working. Yeah, so there, the Sports Cage trip on the way to Florida. Um, yeah, Sports Cage today brought to you by Sask Lotteries. Like we talked about, funding for over 12,000 sport culture and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. So your money is going back into the community when you support Saskatchewan lotteries uh if you don't win the lottery your money goes back in the community yeah okay here here's a question here's a question here's you want to get a good one here <laughs> uh pose this on the old monday nooner once blaine you're gonna chime in too you win the lottery okay yep. sask lotteries we love you guys we you win big money but you have to do one job no pay you have to do one job one day a week anything you want money's not a factor what would you do 
we could do this gig. That would work. This w- one job, one day a week, we could do this. Yeah, Blaine, what would you do? Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way I can incorporate watching sports every day, or watching sports of some sorts. That, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great thing. There yeah. you go. You could do. You could be maybe a, a video guy, right? Who's, who's going to want you just one day a week? It's just a hypothetical. I don't really want to break this down. Mine would be a wedding DJ. <laughs> Big wedding DJ guy. What's wrong with that? I can picture you doing it. Oh, back to back. I can picture you singing along the whole deal, right? Back to back rock sets. Yeah. Lots. <laughs> Richard Marks when we slow things down. No, I, I'm I'm serious. I, I got I got weird things that go on upstairs. So so that was one of them. Hey, um, I guess this was just announced, Wait, Blaine. DJ. <laughs> Uh, I think this was what time is this announced at here? Team Canada's um, World Junior Camp roster, and going through it right now. I'm sure some people say there's some, you know, large omissions, but um, we got Denton Matichuk, yeah, from Moose Jaw on the back end. He got an invite. Uh, Tanner Moldick from Saskatoon. Another WHL kid uh, going through it. Brandon, Nate. My eyes aren't really great. Danielson <laughs> from Brandon. Um, Do you have my glasses? You know who's going to be really good on this team? Connor Geeky. Yeah. He's playing in Big Wenatchee. Time. He's going to be really good. Fraser Minton, obviously, from Saskatoon. He got the invite. And Braden Yeager from well, Saskatoon. I think he's from Martinsville. Isn't Fergus on there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Fergus from Moose Jaw as well. Yeah. So um, I'm surprised that I, I was hoping for Tanner Howe. Yeah. I think he was a long shot, though. Yeah. yeah. I like long shots. Yeah. Right? <laughs> My wedding DJ guy. I like long shots. Um, and uh, I was really hoping for just because you know, a, a good friend, um, Caden Price for the Kelowna Rockets, which are here Saturday night taking on the Regina Pats, Saskatoon boy. So I thought he would get an invite. Actually, you know what? We I know we're going to get into a couple other things right here. Like, can we get into what you need to know? Sports Cage shareholders, this is what you need to know. All right, like we talked about at the top of the show, Mark Mueller said to be the no, new OC of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Farhan Lalji. Old Far, Farhan has got his finger on the pulse. But I think everyone knows this is coming down. Um, we're going to talk to Glenn Suter about it later after 5.30. Blaine might have some insight on that. Uh, we talked about it a lot today. Pat Canadians hosting Warman tonight, 8 p.m. at the Cooperator Center. Both teams tied for third with 26 points. 13-year-old Maddox Schultz playing his second game for the Pat Seas, played Saturday night, scored a goal. 13 years old. Go and watch it. The U18 AAA Female Rebels. Dublin Notre Dame last night. Rebels home Friday to Swift. Regina Pats goalie. Yuan Huey named to the Swiss team for the World Juniors. Yorkton had Humboldt in the SJ tonight. Red Deer Brandon in the dub, along with Seattle and Vic. Bethune Grenfell, little QVHHL senior hockey postponed. Not sure what the deal is there, so nothing going on in Grenfell tonight when it comes to senior hockey. NHL games, boys. Okay, we got eight games tonight. Playnow.com odds. I looked it up. Mini Calgary Flames are 195 on the money line. I don't even want to touch that game. 
Both pretty close. Pretty tight. Yeah. And Minnesota's on their bounce back with the new coach. Tough call. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Flames don't have Markstrom for sure. So they called up their guy from the, the Wranglers. From the Wranglers. Yeah. So, yeah, there's uh, there's lots to look at in that one. Blaine had that. I like this one. Devils and the Canucks. Canucks are the favorite on the money line. Uh, the Hughes boys. All of them. One place, one time. Isn't that, you know, outstanding? Well, the Sutters, there could have been up to four of them in a game. I don't know if that ever happened. But good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, and then Chicago. I, I said there's eight games. These just a few we're talking. Chicago hosting Nashville. Bedard, two fifty to score one goal. Eight fifty to pot two tonight. I might take that too. I might sprinkle responsibly. <laughs> as we got to mention that with playnow.com. Responsibly. Responsibly, and you use your gaming sense. You must be 19 years of age or older. So that's what you need to know. For right now. Also, what you need to know, the back door at the Cooperator Center <laughs> is open. December 15th. December 15th. They're, it's probably such a difficult process. They have to, you know, they need more days. Well, they haven't found the key yet. So they anticipate the locksmith being there on the 14th. They'll test it out that day and then the 15th they'll open it. Locksmith of choice in the city. Security. Security. Security key and locksmith, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand. So now we got like that that's a it was supposed to be right after aggribition. Sorry. But hockey parents out there, anyone that using the cooperator center, you dreamed of a day when the <laughs> back lot would be open again. And now we have to wait till the fifteenth. The only problem about that, Sharky, is we're sitting at, you know, ten days. Someone could kibosh it. Nope. Zamboni, too close. Don't like it. Well, they probably that's probably what they got to test over the next ten days. Yes. is they're going to walk back and forth with the zamboni yeah. around there and mm-hmm. see that uh, see how that works out. All right, let's let's do it again. Okay, everybody, yeah. do dry not runs. Do not get run over by the extremely large machine traveling at three kilometers an hour over there. Instead, walk all the way around through the traffic to the front door, which which has incredible amount of traffic, and go through that exit and try not to get run over there instead. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense in my brain. Um, Why somebody didn't plan a back exit or entrance to that building so that you could come in from that other side? Yeah. Yeah. We are going to, oh, don't even do, <laughs> when I saw the snow come down the other day and how they're trying to patch the roof and then it's melting, I'm like, oh, here, here we go with the tarps again. Have you seen the pictures of the tarps? Oh, the tarps are awful. Yeah. Tarps upon tarps at the poor cooperator center. Um, I just wish I sold tarps. That's, yeah. 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 No, I'd like to know what the tarp budget was for the year. So we got a lot coming up still in the program. John Keene. Play-by-play voice of the Kamloops Blazers. He's from Lanigan, Saskatchewan. It's always a pleasure to talk to Keener. Keener and I worked together in Swift Current Radio way back in the day. I was going to say, you got to put a date on that. He had a sweet eagle talent. He's going to be coming up here right away. We're going to give away some Pat tickets later. Pat Chat. Blaine's going to fill us in on something there. Glenn Suter, like I said, coming up at 5.30 for CFL Talk. And uh, yeah. A lot, a lot more. Okay, so when we get back, we're going to have the clutch performer for Nick's service. And it's a, f- we're going with female hockey, the clutch performer coming up after the break. You're listening to the voice of sports in Saskatchewan for Sask Lotteries on 620.
CKRM. Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer on 620 CKRM. Clutch, Clutch Performer brought to you by Nick Service in Emerald Park, your local Massey Ferguson Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent dealer. Call 781-1077. Some weapons out there in Nick Service. Some good senior hockey players back in the day. Work there, you know that? Really? Yeah. Nick Service? Yeah, out in Emerald Park. They got uh, they got some really good uh, players on the roster. All right, our clutch performer for Nick Service. Here we go. U18 AAA Rebels, female league last night. 6-2 win over Notre Dame Hounds. These girls can play the game of hockey. Hannah Tret. Tresic, 26 of 28 shots. She got the win in net. Avery Gottsleg, a goal and two assists. Addison Grieve, two goals. And Brooklyn Niemigers, three assists for the Rebels in the 6-2 win. They play at home Friday. Swift Current is in town. So that is a top performer. But Sharky, it, it took me last year. I watched these females play in this AAA U18 league. Yep. Oh, t- I am, and I'm not saying this to, to joke around or be a jokester. They shoot harder than me at 46 years old. Um, I I know they shoot harder than me. Then yes, yeah. Um, no, the you know what the girls' hockey game has come a long way since huh. it has started, and the uh, the skill level of the girls has come a long way. So not only their shooting, which you talk about being hard, but their hockey sense and their skating. You watch some of those girls skate; they are far better skaters than lots of guys at that same age group. Way better. So again, back to my wife as an educator and and all that. She she talks about how the female brain is always a little more advanced when like because we got a ten year old and a twelve year old, and she's like, no, like the females they they comprehend things quicker at a young age makes sense i've coached them in football both everybody right and i'm like that makes sense now um the other thing is the goaltenders i find in this female league are huge like it is it is so (laughs) cool i'm like yeah well this is real hockey now oh it is yeah, it's not uh, it's not a gimmick by any means. No, yeah. it's real. Like those kids can play, and they deserve a chance to play. Yeah, and back in the day, right? Like you think back to Team Canada female women, and the, and the, remember the white tacklers? That was like the first. Was that the, the Olympics pink, or the World the, Championship? I think it was at pink jerseys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad call. Yeah. But- Bad optics. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not dressed great today either, but whatever. But the white tackler was bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bad outfit, and it was. You know, and I, I think now it was slowly starting to see other countries catch up a bit. Oh, without a doubt there. But they're coming to play here. Yeah. But, you know, when you talk about the better teams, especially when you get into the worlds of or the women's world championships, a lot of those those women are playing NCAA, they're playing CIS, they're playing somewhere, or Q-Sports, they're playing somewhere in North America before they go back and play for their home country. Have you ever watched Blaine? Any uh, any female hockey uh, lately? Well, there's that big challenge coming up. Too, the rivalry right? series, yep. It's coming to Regina February 9th. And the Mandy Schwartz tournament's coming up, too, at Notre Dame. Yeah, well, you know, you talk about these females coming over to play here. Yep. I think Notre Dame is such an awesome landing spot. You know, you, you see a lot of the, the, the kids from Asia coming over, males and yep. females. Um, such a great spot. To, to learn the game. So that's just one, it's just one game February 9th yeah. in Regina? For the Regina. Just one here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're playing also in Saskatoon. Uh, last month they were in Ontario. It's, um, 
Yeah, the two games are out in Ontario uh, that were in November. Yeah. Ah. Okay, so that, yeah, I wasn't quite sure on, if, on how. If that's not sold out, we don't have hockey fans. <sighs> yeah. Come yeah. on. And so February, there won't be any roof leaking. There won't be buckets on the con. It's, it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be at the Brand Center, isn't it? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know how the it doesn't rain. It doesn't rain in there anyway. It starts does it? leaking. Does it? Yeah. Someone sent me a picture the other day going down to the dressing rooms. Tough. Well, oh, that spot always leaks. It's just, it's just hard, right? It's, it's an older building. When that thing's packed, though, the best. Yeah, it's a great barn when it's full. Back to the female, and I didn't, I didn't know this. I said one of the, one of the dads sent this to me. Thanks, Renee. Uh, they have a ranking, U eighteen tier one ranking across the country, and right now. The Regina Rebels moved up. They're in fifth. Nationally. Nationally. Uh, Saskatoon Stars are in third. So it's Red Deer, Calgary, Saskatoon, Edmonton, Regina, Western. All five Western teams. Western. Uh, Winnipeg. Six. Western. (laughs) I got a story about Winnipeg, I got to tell you. Uh, Thunder Bay, kind of. And then York and Gatineau. And Northern Subway Selects, which from Nova Scotia. Thunder Bay wants to be part of Western Canada. Yeah. Well, they're not. They were always like in, in the, they just kind of said, ah, put them in, put them, put them in the West there. Um, yeah. So the clutch performer, you got to give some love to the, to the female hockey. How are we doing for time here? 2024. Um, you talked, uh, we're going to get to Pat Chat in a bit here, but um, QA. Goalie for the, for the Pats, named to the Swiss, the Swiss team. So Swiss coming up they, from the relegate relegation. Or were they in it last year? I believe they were in it last year. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. in Pool B. They're not in Canada's pool this year. Who do they play? Uh, the States, Czechia. Uh, okay. Sorry, I put in a spot. Yeah, you have the computer. I want to say Sweden. Uh, I got to double check that one. I know it's not Canada. I know it's the States, Finland. I don't think it's Sweden. He's 18, right? He's yeah. some time. I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, he's 18 years old, getting to play for his country, yeah. Switzerland, at the uh, at the World Juniors. I think that's fantastic. Whether he's playing for the Pats or otherwise, a great opportunity for the young man to show himself and and put himself uh, not only on the Swiss uh, mark, but on uh, for the junior hockey team of the Regina Pats to bring home a guy that uh, will play at the World Juniors. Oh, and it's in Sweden. Yep. This year, that's right, because Kurt Kinischuk messaged me today, said he's going over, I think he said, to watch it. And I'm like, well, where is it? Because Canada seems to host it every year. Don't even get me started on the World Juniors. Just, every second year. It, yeah, it annoys me how we, how, like, I think everybody, but I get it's a moneymaker now. Um, where do I find pools here? So teams, I, I don't remember Swiss being in it last year. Okay, pool A, here we go. Canada, Sweden, Finland, Germany, Latvia, Pool B, Chechnya, United States, Slovakia, Switzerland, and Norway. So Norway would be the team that's coming up. Yeah. And Latvia. Yeah. No, they don't both get relegated, do they? Don't they play a best of three and only one goes only down? Only one? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Because it used to be, yeah, the two. But yeah, you're right. It is. So I think Latvia stayed. Norway's coming back. And don't quote me, but... Hungary? Belarus? No, Belarus wouldn't be there because of the war. Who was last year? Who got relegated? There's quiz of the day. Who got relegated last year? I don't know. But did you see... I'm just going to pull this up here. Did you see what's going on 
at the Max tournament this year. I'm still going to call it the Max. Sorry, it's the Circle. The Calgary Christmas tournament? Circle K, yeah. Circle K Classic. Get these teams that are coming. Okay, so Pool 1, Calgary, Team Hungary, Fraser Valley, Edge School. No idea where Edge School is. Sounds tough, Isn't though. that one in Kelowna? Is it? So not so tough. Yeah. Um, ok- Okanagan is in Pool 2. Um, PA Mintos, Shattuck St. Mary's. Wow. Super tough. And a Calgary team. Pool 3, another Kelowna team, Burlington, the Phoenix Junior Coyotes. Interesting. Making a team. And Edmonton. Pool 4, Calgary Buffaloes, Swift Current Legionnaires, Detroit Victory Honda. Huge. Triple A U eighteen and and down. Yep. Very like um it's a whole program there. It's, yeah, yeah, like Honey Bake was yeah. and CompuWare was for years and Little Caesars. Um and Yale. Like Yale, Yale the University? Lions, yeah. Yale Academy. That's what it says. So it can't be yeah, it can't be that. Like there is some unbelievable teams coming. And then um Southern Alberta Hockey, South Kent, no idea where that is, Chicago Mission, Edmonton in the other pool. The Hill School. Wow. Never heard of that. <laughs> Look at all these schools. Hey? Like the amount of money that people are spending sending their kids to this. Vancouver Chiefs, Pittsburgh Pens Elite. Wow. And Calgary Royals. Uh, Nor- and then the other one, Northern Alberta, Valley West Giants. Oh, Kellen Enslev just message Edges in Calgary. Okay. It's okay, so a home team. St. Louis AAA Blues, Okotoks. And um, Shawinigan in the other one. Warman's with Shawinigan. That's the one. Bishop Clarny selects. No idea. And Airdrie. Bishop Clarny, I think hey, Kellen's saying Toronto. He's on the ball here. <laughs> He's right there. He's I ready just for- made up towns where they're from. Good <laughs> work, uh, <Or> Kellen. <laughs> get him at. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hope. It's from hope. <laughs> yeah, hope. Ooh, speaking of hope, great uh, Degrassi Junior High episode. Hope, wasn't it? Hope, the vacuum salesman and wheels and somewhere outside of Hope. That was a... Hey, that that one that one stands out and the one... Uh, what was... Dwayne had AIDS? Yeah. Yeah, and then no, the, the spike when spike, she got yeah. pregnant. That was poignant, right? Because grade seven and all that, you were scared. You're like, well, that could happen. Barney, I have never watched a Degrassi episode ever. You don't know. You do not know what you're missing. I got my quarter gas, but no Degrassi. Yeah. All right, John Keane... From Lanigan, Saskatchewan, voice of the Kamloops Blazers is going to come in after the break. Have some fun. You are listening to the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries, funding over 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups on the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the mighty 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage for Sask Lotteries on this Tuesday. Barney Shankaruk, Sharky, Blaine, Wyland in the studio. So we had the sports ticker there for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Bronco Plumbing and Heating, where professional service is guaranteed. They'll treat you right. 781-2090. I've had work done from uh, Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Quality, top-notch, no BS. Nah, you're not going to cheap out here. You're going to have to get this done. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I trust you. It's going to cost this. Yeah. But if you don't get it done, it's going to be cold. No nickel and diming. Yeah. Just done. Um, yeah. So the, and we're going to, you know what? We're going to give Bronco Plumbing and Heating the CFL report, too, coming up. So, Blaine, you take it away with the CFL report and a little, little shakeup in Hamilton. The 
Sports Cage is your voice for football, not only in the province, but around Canada. This is the Sports Cage CFL Report, a look at what's happening in our three-down game. Yeah, that's right, Barney. There is a shakeup in the football operations for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Today, they announced that Orlando Steinhauer will be moving up to the president's role, which is not quite a big surprise, but maybe a big surprise, is that Ed Hervey has been named the new general manager of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now, the man to replace Steinhauer, it wasn't announced today, but the Ticats says they said they are going to announce the new head coach later on this week, and everyone is going to be guessing that it's going to be Scott Milanovic. Of course, Milanovic was the highly favored, rumored candidate to be uh, interviewing for the rough ride position, but it looks like he's going to be staying with the Ticats as their new head coach. Our own Michael Ball, as we heard, we talked about earlier today, he's heading off to Miami as part of the Sportsgate trip. While during his travels to the airport, he ran into former Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive coordinator Jason Shivers, and we can now say former defensive coordinator because Corey Mace is going to be taking over that position along with head, his head coaching duties with the Rough Riders. Now, of course, Shivers is as uh, Ball Michael Ball ran into Jason Shivers. Turns out Shivers is going to be off to Toronto interviewing for the Argonauts defensive corner that was vacated by, of course, Corey Mace taking the Rough Riders job. So keep some eyes on that coaching search. And that is your CFL report. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nobody covers your team like our team. This is the Sports Cage on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Oh. All right, welcome back, Sharky. Man, I got to tell you, we're bringing a guy on the line here, an old friend from Lanigan, Saskatchewan, now lives nicely in Kamloops, British Columbia, John Keane. John, are you there? And it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Hey, look at Barney in the big sports cage chair. Proud <laughs> of you, buddy. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, before yeah. Before we go any before we go any further, I just want to say the sports ticker to hear like in the SJ tonight. It's it's uh, Yorkton and Humboldt. Like, I mean, that just that just warms my heart to hear stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So so you've never met Sharky, and unfortunately, we're not on a Zoom here. Sharky's an absolute beauty. So John, I'm just going to paint a picture for you. Sharky would have fit in nicely in your 1998 Eagle Talon and those road trips that we would take <laughs> in Southwest Saskatchewan, listening to uh, Prairie Oyster and Chris Cummings, and yeah, yeah. Dis- no. Disappointed I wasn't there. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, I will say this: in, a, in an Eagle Talon with with two hockey bags and two guys, there isn't much more room for a third. Yeah. Like, you know, and winter tires were a thing from the future. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Um, so, Keen, are you uh, you're getting packed up, loading up the old duffel bag, and you guys are heading out east for the swing. Every two years, you come around. Um, how is the season? Uh, not not to get too deep into this, but the east as a whole, how's the season going there? A lot of surprises. Everything status quo. Kind of what you thought. 
Well, I mean, as far as the East goes, I think the biggest thing is that there's a lot of contenders, a lot of teams that think it could be their year, like Moose Jaw, Saskatoon, for example, and, and to a lower extent, maybe even Swift Current. That's three Saskatchewan teams that think that this could be a year they should load up and, and make big changes and, and maybe go for it. So that's what I'm watching, those three smaller market teams, you know, going for it where, you know, maybe some teams have decided it isn't their year. We're about a month from the trade deadline, so there's still a little bit to be decided for sure. How's everything uh, out west? Uh, you know, Wenatchee in there now. Um, how's, the west, how's the west shaking out so far for a guy that's been around a lot of Western Hockey League uh, hockey? Yeah, you know, personally for, for myself, uh, the Blazers have been one of the front runners, you know, four-time defending BC Division champions. But after the Memorial Cup season last year, uh, this team is in a, in a bit of a rebuild mode. They've already moved out Fraser Minton, who was named to the World Junior roster. They traded into the Saskatoon Blades uh, here just a couple of weeks ago. So it's a bit of a, a rebuild phase here. Uh, who's strong? Well, Portland is perennially strong, it seems like. Prince George seems to have everything aligning for them this season. The Cougars are, are a good squad, uh, and, you know, they'll be through. Actually, I think they've been through already, uh, to be honest, throughout East already. So, uh, Wenatchee, that, that comes with a bit of an asterisk, Barney, because they're good right now, but they've taken over the Winnipeg franchise that has absolutely no draft picks from now till kingdom come from <laughs> what happened last year. So they're going to have to trade Matt Savoy. They're going to have to trade Connor Geeky, two players that will play on Canada's uh, world junior team here ahead. 2014 kids, kids that are just still playing half-ice hockey. That's when that's yeah. when they get to, to draft again. John Keane, voice of the Kamloops Blazers, joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. Uh, you're, you're probably going to tackle some Western pizza when you're in town, right? Don't lie. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's always in the media room there uh, at the Agrodome <laughs> or the Brand Center. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the thick. It's like that thick. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you got, I think, Dryden Diabold, Regina Kid on Kamloops. Dylan Ernst is from uh, Weyburn. Uh, anyone else from the South coming through with the Blazers? Yeah, so Sam Borchois was a D-man. The Blazers picked up a depth defenseman ad. It just didn't have a lot of room in Moose Jaw for him. And he's from McTaggart, Saskatchewan, where he played his hockey in Yellowgrass. So I'm sure there'll be a, a pretty significant following uh, for those players. Uh, you know, there's there's a kid in, in from Prince Albert, Ashton Tate, that'll have a massive following on this trip. But but this is really, you know, the home games for, for Dylan Ernst. You know, like Regina would be the closest center and, and for Sam Borchois, the same deal. And we hope to see Dryden Diabald uh, at some point on this trip. The Blazers might lose a couple defensemen to uh, uh, Czechia's World Junior Selection Camp. It might open up a spot for, for Dryden Diabald here to potentially make his debut. Okay. McTaggart, never heard of it. Sharky, have no. sorry. Yeah. It's on the way to Weyburn. Is it? Yeah. Like on the 6th? Yeah. No. yeah, on the 39. 39, I mean. Yeah. You go Yellowgrass, McTaggart, see, Weyburn. See, I'd, I I usually go to Estevan, and I go the Stoughton way. <laughs> you got to so, go that way if you're pheasant hunting. You go uh, Yellowgrass, McTaggart, Weyburn, and then go south. Tavern? Tribune. Do they, no, do they, they don't have, have a tavern? tavern? No. No tavern. No uh, licensed off sale. Okay. No, no, no licensed off sale. And Metagger, that's your. Sharky's growing on me already here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, tavern updates, right? Brought to you by, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah there you go. So, you know, you, you've been around, you're Swift and then forever now in Kamloops. Largest following you remember of a player coming back out east in your years with the Blazers, like someone that just, man, family and friends. And is, is that a tough question to answer? 
Uh, it, it is, but it isn't. Like, two names come to mind for me. Uh, one would be really well-known. The other, maybe not as much. We'll start with a lesser-known, and it was a rural Manitoba kid who has quite the story. Uh, he's now playing in the American League in, in Abbotsford, Jermaine Lowen. Um, he had a, a massive following. Uh, basically, all of rural Manitoba was was on that trip. He, he's the story, the kid from Jamaica that was a uh, you know, came here, was, was adopted and, and, you know, put into skates at, at 13 or 14 and, you know, made the WHL at 16. That was, that was quite a following. But the other one was for sure a guy that, you know, everyone knows well out there. That's Connor Ingram, who's having quite the great season right now in Arizona. He was a guy, you know, from Imperial that, um, you know, family was very popular. There's, you know, I think there's four or five brothers uh, and their families. So, yeah, the Connor Ingram um, tour was uh, was quite successful. He played really well at all those games. Uh, those are probably guys, the two for me that come to mind. But it seems like these followings, these these uh, these family packs are like getting larger. Like I'm not sure why, but like what used to be a big contingent was was 20 or 30. Now a big contingent like 80 or 90. So I'm not really sure where where it's going for sure. I don't think I even have 80 or 90 people that would admit to knowing me and show up, let alone let alone tag along for any length hey, of time. If, if you're if you're on the verge of being an NHL, you know, draft pick, then you know, those people come out of the. Way. I suppose there's a few extra aunts and uncles that show up all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. What was the what was the kid's name that was adopted from Jamaica? Yeah, Jermaine Lowen. Uh, real big strapping forward, a real project, like a real project that. No, he developed here. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon, actually, it's funny. Uh, we exchanged some text messages when when Vegas was looking to sign him to, to sign him to like just a, a free agent entry level deal, and he wanted he wanted me to tell him everything about Jermaine Lowen, uh, just his story, and you know what kind of a kid he was, and and Kelly signed him. Like Kelly signed him to his first entry, entry level contract in Vegas that that just expired this past year. So he uh, signed a deal with the with the Canucks farm team at Abbotsford. So that's where he is now. If you look him up; he's quite the story. That is that is a Netflix like yeah. documentary waiting to happen. Completely, guys. It's Cool Runnings, the hockey version. Really, yeah. Well, so my, I said we had earlier. If I won the lottery, what job would I do? I think if I won, the, I would I would trade in uh, wedding MC and I would do a <laughs> Netflix documentary on Jermaine Lowen. Six four. He's six four. 231 yeah. listed on hockey db that's a big kid yeah he's a big kid and like like he was a project like i'm, I'm like the, like when he came to to Kamloops, like you know his ankles was, were still like turned in you know skating around like he was he was quite the project somebody sure. saw something in him because he's played the american league for what four or five years now so he's doing all right yeah he was the captain here yeah 20 he was the captain you know signed a nhl deal and or sorry sorry it was an american hockey league deal he signed uh, not an nhl deal and uh, and yeah he's still he's still plugging away in pro Wow, I'd never even heard of that story prior to today. What uh, what a great story! And like you said, there's your Netflix film. There's oh. where you go. Yeah, yeah. If a guy just had it. All right, joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline, John Keen. We we're, he's going to stay with us. We we're going to get to a couple of real funny uh, senior <laughs> hockey story for you, Sharky. Right after the break, you're listening to the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage for Saskatchewan Lotteries on this Tuesday, funding over 12,000 sport culture and recreation groups across Saskatchewan. Barney Shinkrick here, Blaine Weiland. Sharky is gone, but we're joined by Maz on the line from the Rider Nation podcast because we're going to be talking to Glenn Suter. 
and the last half of the show and lots of CFL talk to get to. Hey, and full disclosure, I am not CFL Ryder Hardo. I love the game. I love the fan. I love a good football game. So I'm, I'm going to sit back as like a, a casual fan and ask questions because I don't really know what's going on. I really like this Corey Mace guy, like everybody, but I've said that before. So that's CFL talk coming up in a bit. Maz still on the line in the Western Pizza hotline. Western Pizza, if you're on your way home right now, why wouldn't a guy or girl pick up a nice pie, maybe a Greek salad, some souvlaki? And then, yeah, don't, don't sleep on those uh, on Western Pizza catering your uh, lunch or supper for the Christmas or holiday season. All right, quick quick NFL talk here around the horn. Blaine, huge you're you're a Niners fan, right? Yep. Niners guy, big Niners guy. Ah, uh, you you got to be happy with what happened in uh, in Philly. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, pure domination of the Niners this season against uh, Philly and Dallas. Now a combined score of 84 to 29 in the two games against them. Maz, you, wait, you wait, see... Can I, can I ask, so after watching them dismantle Philly, mm-hmm. like it wasn't close, how did they lose three games during the, this earlier in the season? Like it almost looks like they couldn't be the same team that lost three in a row. Well, they, they look so good. It, yeah, Chris, uh, you know, I'll say, well, okay, first look look at that Cleveland game. Even though the foreigners played garbage that game, they lost on a last-second field goal. I mean, they yeah. had no business winning that game, but they still could have won that game. Minnesota, well, you have circumstances like Jordan Addison's touchdown at the end of the first half, uh, Brock Purdy's concussion late, and you could tell that concussion affected him in that Minnesota game with those interceptions at the end. And then Cincinnati, they just ran into a hot Joe Burrow, and the, the Bengals were playing their best football season. Um, I think there's always going to be peaks and valleys with teams, and especially with the Niners. They're a team that usually struggles in September, so I was a little surprised how fast start they were. But you're going always going to get these peak and valleys. I, I really attribute to, and especially the fact they picked the perfect time to have a slump because it was right before the trade deadline, and they picked up Chase Young, and they haven't looked back since. So I think it was just a stumble. I don't read too much in those three games. I, I take more of the buy after, especially they played Jacksonville as well, and they dismantled them as well. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't really... It's just three games out of seventeen, I guess. I feel, I feel like you've answered that question before. That was that was that was good. Hey, have, do we got an update on uh, Lawrence? What happened with the ankle? He's got an ankle sprain. Doug Peterson will not rule him out this week. Those are usually week to week. Probably CJ Beather will get the start, and Nathan Rourke will probably get called up to the roster. So, Maz, you and I, we're, we're big Vegas guys. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a play now sports guy online. I, I'm telling you. Who would you, you're in the book right now, whatever your favorite book is down there, who do you put a flyer on in the, in the NFL to win the whole thing? Because it, it's one of those years I feel that there's going to be like that New York Giants team or somebody's going to yeah. kind of come out of nowhere maybe and, and do some damage. Well, okay, so speaking, if Oiler fans are delusional, and I God love the Dallas Cowboys because the internet is way better when the Dallas Cowboys are either winning or losing because it brings out the best. Memes are awesome. It's funny. San Francisco is so good, but I don't think that automatically means that they go to the Super Bowl and win. It could be one of these crazy, like you're saying, one of these crazy uh, dark horse teams. And, you know, man, could it be the Cowboys? I just I just chuckled. But they always find a way to, uh, uh, to do themselves in. So if that's the NFC. Who in the AFC? Because I think there's not a chance, even with a healthy Trevor Lawrence, it's just it's just too much work for Jacksonville to ever get it together. 
um, AFC teams that could actually do this. Who's good? Well, look at this. That you know, no, everybody wrote them off. Um, you know, the the LA Rams. What's that? Uh, Puka Nakua, twelve <laughs> yard, twelve games for a thousand yards. They're quietly in the mix. Um, you put down you put down a hundred on the Rams right now. You're winning like nine grand. Yeah, like it, it's great. You know, obviously you can't count out the Chiefs. Okay, Denver Broncos left for dead earlier in the season, six and six. Let Russ cook if they're just good enough <laughs> and down. not bad enough. And I hate the Denver Broncos. And I that Russell will. Uh, uh, no, you know, you know, you, like, you know, you know who I would sprinkle on as a dark horse when I look at everything. The Raiders. No. <laughs> the Detroit Lions. Oh. Am I delusional? I, no, because if they actually played to what their potential could be, and if they, the thing about the Lions is, is sometimes, and you know this, yeah, you got to be good enough and you got to get a few breaks. The Lions have never been the team to ever get the breaks go their way. <laughs> you know what? As people, oh, the Pats, oh, they get every break and every call went their way. That's why they won six Super Bowl. Well, maybe they had a little bit of luck on their side, but they were also a good football team. Uh, the Ravens, trash. I hate Lamar Jackson. Um, but yeah, uh, Denver Let's... could be one of those sneaky teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't. I think that's the mountains over there in Calgary talking to you there. I, I don't. But you know what? After the break, we got Glenn Suter coming up for a couple of segments here at CFL football. Maybe we pose this question to Suits too. See who he would he would sprinkle on. As, as you can gather, I, I like to. I like to gamble responsibly. All right, it's the Sports Cage for Sask Lotteries. Another quick break. You're listening to it on The Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. I'm Blade Wildin inside the Sports Cage studios with your sports ticker for Busy Bee Overhead Doors. Busy Bee will repair or replace your residential or commercial garage door so you don't get stuck in or out. Catch the buzz, Busy Bee Doors, the garage door specialist. Busy night in the NHL tonight, eight games including an all-family feud. It's the Hughes family feud. For the ninth time in NHL history, three brothers will play in the same game as Luke and Jack with the New Jersey Devils will take on Quinn in as the Vancouver Canucks score off with the New Jersey Devils. Other games include Ottawa and the Rangers and Calgary taking on Minnesota. The Flames are going to be without goaltender Jacob Markstrom. He's going to be out week to week with a broken finger. Dustin Wolf has been recalled by the team from the Wranglers. The NHL draft is going to be heading to the Sphere in Las Vegas next year on June 20th and 29th. Of course, Regina Pats forward Tanner Hell is expected to be among those selected next year. As, as well, this is going to be the last year before the NHL goes in their current format Next year, after that, they're going to be like the NFL and have teams stationed at their own facilities for the draft festivities. In Major League Baseball, the general manager meetings in Nashville, the Blue Jays reportedly met with Shohei Otani yesterday. It's also reported that the AL MVP met with the L.A. Dodgers this week, as the Dodgers are the favorites in the Otani sweepstakes. Speaking of L.A., the L.A. Angels said today that there's a 100% chance they will not trade Mike Trout this offseason. And... Christine, Christine Sinclair will play her final game for Team Canada tonight in a friendly against Australia. Over 45,000 fans are expected to be in BC Place tonight. Sinclair, the greatest soccer player in Canadian history. A long list of accolades includes an Olympic gold medal, a world record 190 goals in Order of Canada, a spot on the Walk of Fame, and she's been named Canada Player of the Year 14 times. And as a look at your sports. 
Now bringing you three hours of the hottest sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage. Barney Shanker, Blaine Weiland, Chris Maserick from the Rider Nation podcast joining us for the last half hour. We're going to have a little Glenn Suter coming up here in a bit. But first, it's time for Pat Chat for the Canadian Brew House. Two locations in Regina, one in Moose Jaw. Check out their wing specials and Saturday's perfect place to watch NFL football as we just talked about. We'll get to that in a bit as well. Uh, Pat Chat. Two games coming up. We talked about with John Keane earlier. Teams from out west are making their way. And they, they, you know what, Blaine? This is the time of the year they come here, and it's usually like minus 20, minus 30. They're, they're running into some pretty good weather here. Friday night, the Pats host the Kamloops Blazers. Saturday, the Kelowna Rockets are in town. Hey, changing things up a bit on Pat Chad right now. The text line is 1306-936-6262. First person to text in and tell us the name of the 13-year-old phenom we've been talking about all day is going to win four tickets to the Pat game Friday night versus the Kamloop Blazers. So you text it 936-6262. What is the kid's name we've been talking about for the last two and a half hours, 13-year-old playing tonight against 17 and 18-year-olds? And yeah, four tickets to the game on Friday against the Kamloops Blazers. All right, Maz, you're still on the line. It's now time to talk to Glenn Suter. Uh, we used to have a little splitter here. Oh, we got we, things are frozen. Things are frozen. That's okay. We're all good. It is. Uh, it is sponsored for our friends at Quality Tire. Nine locations across Saskatchewan. QualityTire.ca. And you, you know what? You don't need winter tires like right now, but it's going to get cold here yet, and you're going to be slipping and sliding. There's still three months of winter, maybe four in Saskatchewan. So suits. This is the first time. You and I have uh, talked to each other. I met you here at the station last year. My pleasure to have uh, the chance to chat with you. And I know we kind of texted back and forth earlier today. I want want to throw a curveball to you right off the hop, if that's okay. Yeah, all good. All good. I'm ready. All right. I got the bat up, my elbow up. I'm ready to go. (laughs) All right. So so, uh, Blaine here and Chris from the Rider or Maz from the Rider Nation podcast, we're talking just before break. I like to sprinkle. I, I like it, whether it's the book in Vegas or a little play now sports where everything stays in Saskatchewan. I like to gamble responsibly. I'm looking for a long that maybe that long shot right now in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. And we we're kind of going around the horn here. If you had to, you know, kind of go down the list, who would you sprinkle on that that maybe isn't i feel it's the year like the new york giants you know a few years ago where they had no business being there and they got in and they won it um who who would who would suits take well i mean i I haven't been you know when i when i finished the great cup wrapped up the great cup i uh, took some time just to sort of decompress and stay away from football a little bit just just for a bit so i haven't really been following that close but I, I would when I'm when I'm making those sort of judgment calls way out. I always start with quarterback play. Now a lot of a lot can happen. Obviously, you can lose a guy, and I mean uh, the Jags just there. You know, it was a high ankle sprain, um, and we might we might actually see Nathan Rourke get a chance or an opportunity, depending on what happens in the next few weeks. But um, 
I always will evaluate. I heard you guys talking earlier and evaluating quarterback play. So if I, you know, I, I don't know if I have a team that would be a sleeper pick, but I, I know that I wouldn't probably pick the Dallas Cowboys because of <laughs> the inconsistency at the quarterback position. And I, I, I'm just, Hey, I'm just talking about in the key moments in games. Sometimes, you know, you'll get a great performance and other times you'll get just what the heck was that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I that's where I, that's where I'd start. If, if I'm, if you're going to evaluate a long shot, look at the teams that aren't really expected to go very far, but have good quarterback. And then, you know, you, you, you got a shot there. Yeah, and you know what? Very good point in the quarterback thing. The other thing is dome teams that have to yeah. go and travel and play in the cold, whether right. it's a you know, a Kansas City or into a Philadelphia or wherever. And yeah, you know, there's there's that. I, I'm I'm still gonna stick. I think I think it's time for me to sprinkle a little bit as a long shot. On the Detroit Lions. Maz, you're hooked on the Denver Broncos, which I think we better check your house for a gas leak. And Blaine... Well, no, I, L.A. Rams, because of Matthew Stafford. Like, it's funny. They're 6-6, they're six and six, nothing to write home about, but Cooper Cup gets hot. Aaron Donald can still take over games. It's, it's funny, and nobody expects anything out of them. Nobody... They, Nobody expected, I don't even think, that for them to be 6-6 six and six at this point in the season. This was supposed to be a write-off. So... Yeah. But I'll agree uh, on the quarterback play. Hey, Suits, can I ask you a question? Longtime fan, yeah. uh, huge. Uh, I got to tell you, because uh, you know what? It's funny. In Saskatchewan, you win a Grey Cup. You're an automatic hero for life. I remember I was working at a place called the Station Place in Saskatoon, 16 years old, when that 89 Grey Cup and you guys won. And for whatever reason, they let us watch the game. And when the kick went through, never forget that. So, this is will lead me into my question is that uh and maybe people don't realize this when they come here if you become part of the rider organization and you win like Corey Mace says that he wants to you can be you can become a legend overnight here's what i found interesting in the interview process and it all fell away once the rumors started to come out scott milanovic apparently lives in florida and wants to spend time there but he would be here so to me, you're half you're you're dipping a toe in, but you're not all in. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer. Corey Mace being all in, wanting to be in Saskatchewan, should that have been the first and most important thing that Jeremy O'Day was looking for in somebody that's going to be the head coach of this football team, somebody that actually wants to be here? Yeah, you know, I I've, I've heard that and I've seen that that there's some people that were sort of upset that that you know people like you and I are 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 talking about the fact that his commitment is what's most impressive, that he, he does want to be all in, that he he was one of the few guys that were interviewed, from what I understand, that actually said he wanted the job. You know, rather than have a feel-out process where Jeremy O'Day is interviewing any one of the candidates, and both of those people in the meeting are sort of weighing things out. They're trying to figure out, is this a good fit for me? Do I want, you know, what's going to be the structure from top down? How am I going to, you know, do they expect me to move to Saskatchewan? All of those things, you know, if, if other guys were sitting on the fence waiting to hear if it was going to be a good fit and Corey May stepped in and said, hey, I want this job, period. Like, I'm coming after this job. I'm all in. I'm moving my family. 
We are going to come out to Saskatchewan, be part of the community. I think that is massive. And it's not just that market. I, I think it, it, it goes beyond it goes beyond the question. The question is specific. Are you going to move your family to Saskatchewan and be here all year? And that's a specific question. Yes, yes, I am, is, was his answer. But it's bigger than that to me. To me, it's, it's, it's an indication of the commitment that is about to happen is going to be all in. That means all over the Canadian college draft, all over the calls to all of those youth sports schools to find out about the kids, to do all those interviews, to go down south and find your free agent signings that you're going to look for at all those free agent camps that you're going to run, and then be at all the the dinners and handshaking that needs to go on from uh, you know just a PR perspective. But yeah, winning is the most important thing. Commitment to winning is how it starts. Suits, who, who does he remind you of? Um, well, from, you know, I, I just, what we don't know is what happens when you lose three in a row. And every time a new coach gets this job for the first time and all the years that I've analyzed coaches and talked to them at length on a weekly basis going into games, and they really sort of separate themselves when you, when you listen to how they answer questions about where their priorities are. And, you know, Corey Mace being Canadian, playing in both leagues, understanding the importance of the ratio and the developmental aspect of it to empower every single player on the, on the field to be part of the process, not eliminate some because of their passport or because of their, you know, division of school that they came from in the United States. Like, he's not a Div 1 guy, so I'm not going to pay as much attention to him. No. I mean, you bring guys into camp, and everybody matters. And, you know, you go back to that 89 or any championship game, and Darian Durant will tell you in 2013, everybody contributed. Everyone. Every Canadian, every Div 1, 2, and 3 guy, and probably a couple of junior players that I can't think of off the top of my head um, as well. So, you know, I, I think to we're going to have to wait to see how he manages adversity how he manages his roster, his in-game decision-making process. Um, there's a lot of boxes that are empty right now that have to be checked with a new coach. But I, I love what I hear out of the gate as to where his priorities are and how much he wants to be part of it. And I love that he said, this is Saskatchewan's team. And the players will understand that when they get here. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that's outstanding, guys, because – you know, when you think of Jason Moss educating his team in Montreal this year on where the Montreal Alouette name came from, that may seem like a, a, a fringe thing, but it's not. You know, it's, it's important to bring the history in. You know, the, the seat that George Reed sat in until his passing in the stadium, out with the fans, that story's got to be told to the players, especially the new guys that are mm-hmm. coming in, so, so they understand the great legacy. So, you know, I, I, I'm really encouraged by it. He was always a great candidate, and we knew, you know, there's a lot of good assistance, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to really see by let's, – let's talk again by Labor, at Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but for even all the anger from last year, we can get into that after the break. 
for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? You check the biggest box for me, being a Ryder fan, being from Saskatchewan, that's home. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. We only want people that want to be part of what we're doing. And on that front, I'm okay. And then the other thing, too, uh, in the NFL, they always talk about the Shanahan coaching tree, you know, like all of the people that have come, you know, like Mike McDaniel and McVay and all of that. The thing that I also feel really good about, and if people don't know Corey Mace, the Hoffnagel coaching tree for the past two decades in the CFL has been like one of the best as far as not only identifying coaches, but talent, basically finding everybody else's free agents after Huff says, you get too expensive, you got to go. Would you agree that being part of the Huff coaching tree and the Corey Mason, just everything he's gone on to do is another sign for Ryder Nation to be like, he's good stock and some really smart people thought very well of him to bring him into their organization. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I also listening to the players' comments, uh, you know, when you, when you don't even ask questions and they bring up words like respect and transparency and, you know, empowering his players and, uh, you know, treating them as men first and people first and players second. You know, you, you hear that without asking the question from players that have worked with him before. But you're right. I mean, the, to come from his background we were talking about it before they made a decision on who the coach would be. And it was that the resume you have built gets you the interview, but what you do in the interview gets you the job and what you do on a day-to-day basis beyond that gets you to keep the job or allows you to keep the job. So, you know, I think, I think the, the coaching tree you talk about is outstanding and championship teams and teams that, especially teams like Calgary and the under Huffnagel that have just been, you know, but for the last couple of years, that shifted a little bit. But for all those years with Dave as their head coach, Dave Dickinson, and Huff in charge, I mean, first place finishes year after year after year, and either winning or losing in the Grey Cup, because in a one-game affair, anything can happen. Um, you know, that that that's all you got to see is that resume and that, um, you know, that background. So I, I think the coaching tree is important. But again, he's an individual, so we'll see what happens when we kick it off and the lights are on. Yeah. All right. It's press coverage for Quality Tire on the Western Pizza Hotline. We're going to be right back with more of Suits. You're listening to the Voice of Sports in Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Press coverage for Quality Tire. Nine locations across Saskatchewan. QualityTire.ca. We have Maz from the Rider Nation podcast and Glenn Suter, both joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline right now. Hey, so, Kate, Glenn, call me crazy. Again, like I, like I teed it up with you, I'm kind of the casual fan here. Why is it taking so long to officially announce Mark Mueller as the OC? Well, our insider, uh, um, Farhan Lalji, has actually tweeted that it looks like that deal has been signed. Um, but, again, until it's official, it's not official. Um, you know, I, I think, again, there's I, – I know we would like to speculate as a media, I mean, in general, we would like to speculate on some of these decisions and then be right. And I know that people take great pride in wanting to be right and, and their predictions to be right. I like to stay out of the prediction business and, and analyze after the fact, um, and and let just let them, um, you know, take take the normal course that they would, 
it won't be long, I'm sure, before it's announced. And, and you want to make sure you're announcing and you're announcing at the right time, too. Gotcha. All right. Last question. We're going to go to the bus boy from the Saskatchewan Station Place in 1989. Maz, the floor is yours. Um, so last year, oh, a lot of us were still, well, still not over it, and it may take a long time to get over it, uh, with one game to win just to get into the playoffs. Losing, we can understand. It's professional sports. You're going to lose. Quitting is another thing. Did you think last year's suits at times, especially after Labor Day, when things were bad as riders, did you see parts of the game where it looked like they gave up or that they quit? Because that's what, that's what we saw and everybody we have on the podcast and a lot of people we interact with. Did you see that from the booth? I, I, I saw uh, the majority of players, the majority of starters for sure, and those are the guys you're following uh, for sure, but the majority of them, played as hard and as, and as uh, you know, whistle to whistle as they could. I mean, they, I, I thought the majority, I thought there were three or four, uh, okay. maybe five, that okay. weren't, that absolutely weren't. And, and when, when I say that, I don't just mean not giving it full effort all the way through. I'm talking about mailing it in. And uh, I, I, in fact, and I won't bring up any names, but I, I in fact, Asked the coach late in the season about them, and Craig Dickinson basically talked about these players that they have been concerns throughout the year, and and that late in the year they just weren't giving you what they you know you knew they could give. And honestly, it, it may sound weird when you got 45, 46 guys on your roster and 12 of them on the field at the same time. That one not giving everything he's got. We talk, You talked about it off the top of the show. You want a coach to have both feet in. You want him to have all his chips in the middle of the table. And that's what you need out of your players, too. And if one guy isn't there, here's what happens. That, the spotlight will find that guy at the worst possible moment. That's one. And number two, it'll divide a locker room. Because there'll be guys watching the video saying, hey, he's not giving it all he's got. I can tell that. The players know, and if there's not a coaching change, or not a coaching change, but a, a player change made, the coach making the change and taking that player off the field, if that doesn't happen, then they, they, they start to throw their hands up and go, well, now i, I got to protect my job. I mean, it, yeah. it, it divides a room in a heartbeat. And I thought there were three or four at the end of last season that weren't getting it done, and I'll be interesting to see if they're back next year or not. <laughs> Now, now on the team you played on, let's go back to that 89 team, because uh, would the guys have handled that in the locker room player to player and, and told them, listen, and not left it up to the coach's hands? One time um, I had uh, an off game that turned into two off games, and uh, I had a very um, to-the-point, uh, brisk conversation with Ray Elgard. Uh, he took me aside. Um, we talked. He, he, he was very adamant that, um, you know, they, they, his, my teammates could see that I was in my own head and not playing the way I should be playing and that it looked like I wasn't giving it all I had. And that I only needed that conversation one time. That was it. Because, you know, if, you, if you've set the right culture and we had it there and I'm sure – 
Corey Mace will be building it in Saskatchewan, then you don't want to let your teammates down. And if you hear from one of them that you're not playing the way you should be or, or preparing the way you should be, practicing the way you should be, you know, in the weight room, all of those things, you only have to hear that from your teammates once. And if, and if you don't get it, then you, you shouldn't be in the locker room. You shouldn't be on the team. You shouldn't be playing pro, pro sports. Suits, a pleasure. Thanks so much. Hey, that was, that was my first time. I didn't, uh, thanks, thanks that Maz was there. No, it was awesome. That's press coverage. Uh, talk to you uh, maybe, possibly again in a couple weeks, Suits. Sounds good. And, hey, I was listening early on. I, I love the, uh, the beer league hockey, some of the beer league hockey stories. Oh. I have a beer league team as well, and I and I could totally relate. Hey, the next the next time you're in Regina, I'll take you out to a senior hockey game if it's in the winter, and it's going to be far from our beer league skate. These are like guys that are just come back from the East Coast AHL, making some wow. decent sticks and gas. Now it's it's pretty well. Thanks a lot, suits. We'll talk again. Okay. Take care. Right on, Maz. Thanks so much. Maybe we'll talk to you again tomorrow for Blaine Wyland, who produced a heck of a show today. I'm Barney Shankirk. That's a sports cage. Remember, 8 o'clock puck drop tonight. Pat season warming. 13-year-old Maddox Schultz in the lineup. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.